everybody. My name is Zohar Huber, and I am the host of Breaking PETA with Z. Z. Z-E-E. That is my nickname because Zahra is apparently pretty hard to pronounce because there's an H in there. Z-A-H-R-A. And the H tends to throw people for a little bit of a loop. So people call me Z. Or Zara. Like the store. Yes, like the store. It's an amazing store. And I wish that was my store because I would have a lot of money and I'd be able to shop there for free. Completely. Plus, I'd probably be designing all the clothes. So I guess... I would be shopping there for free. But anyways, that's besides the point. Breaking PETA and why I chose that name for my podcast. Breaking bread, which I'm sure everybody knows that phrase. To me, breaking bread is just sitting at a dinner table or with people you may not even know, some strangers. It doesn't matter what race they are. It doesn't matter what ethnicity they are. It doesn't matter who they are. You're breaking bread with them. You're putting your differences aside and focusing on the fact that you're all human and you're all here together. And that's what the point of this podcast is. It's for me to share with you what it's like to be an Arab American Muslim woman in America. I'm half Arab. My dad's Iraqi. Although Ancestry DNA gave me a, a little bit more than just Arab from my dad's side. Apparently I'm part Persian, which I guess came a little bit of a shock. So, But I, I really have Arab roots. My dad was raised in Iraq and he had the whole Arab culture. And so I identify as an Arab. And then my mom's Austrian. So I'm half white. I'm half European. I was born in Vienna, Austria. But anyway, so breaking PETA. Pita bread, first of all, is absolutely freaking amazing. You take it, you put it on the fire, you put Nutella on it, you wrap it up, you got yourself a Nutella sandwich. You take hummus, you put hummus on it, you put some tabbouleh on it, which is that parsley salad that we all love. Some people might call it a condiment. But uh, yeah, you put that on there, you got a hummus tabbouleh sandwich. Put some chicken on it, you got a chicken shawarma sandwich. You dip it in hummus, you dip it in that garlic paste that I know you guys all love. Come on now, let's be honest. It's great. So breaking pita, because I'm sure also Jesus was breaking pita and not some white ass wonder bread, which is not even bread to me, because pita's where it's at. Because you know Jesus was Middle Eastern and was not blonde hair and blue eyed like everybody says he is. He was dark, and uh, he had dark hair, some dark eyes. And probably a badass beard. Because Arab babies, men, sometimes women, pop out of their mom's womb with beards (laughs) and chest hair. And you know that those little MFers can grow beards at the age of like eight. But anyways, I'm just kidding. Kind of. But yeah, so breaking PETA. And I want to share with you my life, my stories, my challenges, my successes as an Arab American Muslim woman on this podcast series, Breaking PETA with Z. I'll be bringing on some awesome guests, my sister, people to talk about different uh, issues, whether it's in our culture, our traditions, our religion. I want to talk about dating. I want to talk about marriage. I want to talk about sex. Yes, I whispered it, sex. Ooh, I said it out loud. We'll be talking about that too. We'll be talking about health issues and mental health and 
The U.S. Census Bureau, because guess what? Arabs do not have a box to check on the U.S. Census. I mean, that's not fair. I'm not white. I don't consider myself white when I go to the store or go. Okay, so I went to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan once, which for people who don't know is very white, like very white. I honestly thought I saw like maybe one black person over there, one. And me and my family went and we're very obviously Arab and Muslim. My sisters were wearing the hijab and so were our moms. They're my half sisters. So their mom was and my mom was. I was not. But still, I swear to God, it was like people just stopped and stared. It was like, you know, in the movies when you walk into a restaurant and all of a sudden it gets quiet and people just drop their like spoons and they just sit and stare. I swear to God, that's what happened. So we went into one restaurant in the UP. I don't remember the name of it because I'd love to call them out. And the host seated us. And he's like, your waitress will be with right with you. So he goes to the back. He's talking to the waitress. She looks all upset, hands flailing. And then he comes back to our table and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to be serving you. What? Is it because I'm Muslim? Is that why? Which, by the way, is a term I love. It's a phrase I love to ask <laughs> when people say I can't do something. I always joke with them, is it because I'm Muslim? And they usually take it very seriously. And it's freaking hilarious because I'm not serious, not even a little bit. Although in the restaurant case in the UP, I might have been a little bit serious. But anyways, I digress. So yeah, we don't get a white a check box on the U.S. Census Bureau. We have to check white, which is absolutely absurd to me because I don't consider myself white at all. I don't have that BS white privilege that white people have. I'm considered a minority. I am treated as a minority. I relate more to the black community and the Hispanic community and all the minority communities more than I do any other community, of course, including the Arab community, which I relate to as well, obviously. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about the census and hopefully that there will be changes made to it and how it affects us and how it's absolutely absurd. So I will be talking about serious issues, but I want to let you know that my whole point is not to be just completely serious. I'm a, I'm a pretty laid back chick with a decent sense of humor, humor, usually perverted, but I'll try not to be on my podcast as much, but my friends know me. Um, I'm a big, that's what she said proponent. But anyway, that's besides the point again. I tend to digress. I think I have ADD, who knows, but I refuse to take anything for it. I'm just, I mean, I was never diagnosed anyway. Okay. I'm moving on into like a whole different spiel. That's not even important. More about me. So I was born in Vienna, Austria. I spoke German. That was my first language. My dad is Iraqi and he met my mom in Austria. It's a very unique situation there. We moved to America when I was about four years old. First Florida for only a few months. And then New York. What? What? New York in the house. Um, which was honestly the best city in the entire United States of America. I love that place. It's just such a beautiful place for cultures to get together and religions and people and it's such a hodgepodge something you don't see here in Michigan which is so disappointing so I was there for 15 years in about 15 years in New York and then I moved to the state of Michigan where I went to the University of Michigan go blue just throwing that out there but uh what a culture shock moving to Michigan and Dearborn, Michigan, out of all places, my father moved us to Dearborn. 
So for those who don't know, Dearborn has the highest Arab American population outside of the Middle East. The, let me repeat that. Dearborn, Michigan has the highest Arab American population outside of the Middle East. So when I came here, my dad moved us here because he wanted us to have more friends that are Arab and Muslim, blah, 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 because we didn't have enough of those in New York. Because, I mean, I was friends with Indians and Bengalis and white people and black people and just everybody, literally everybody. You name it, I was friends with them. Hispanics had them. Asian, you name it, I was friends with them. But my dad wanted us to be around our people to learn more of the culture, maybe the language a little bit more since we all really don't speak much Arabic. Shocking, I know. Kind of disappointing. I don't know why he never really taught us Arabic, but whatever, it's fine. Um, it's not. It's not fine. I'm lying. But yeah, so he moved us to Michigan. I remember the first thing I saw was CVS. I lived off of Warren, which is like the street to, uh, it's a long, it's a very long road. Warren Avenue, it's actually an avenue. And the part in Dearborn is all Arab stores, like probably 80%. I'm making up a number, but that's what it feels like, 80%. And you go there and literally everything's in Arabic, including CVS Pharmacy. You know, like the national chain had pharmacy written in Arabic, Sayyid Leah, I think is how you pronounce that. And I was like, where in the hell did my father bring us? Where are we? Because this is not America. I'm just kidding. I mean, it was America, obviously, but I, it was a bit of a culture shock for me, even being half Arab. And my first year here, I refused, refused to become friends with everyone because I was like, nope. We're here for only a year and then we're going to get the hell out of here and go back to New York. But that didn't happen because, what, 17 years later, I am still here in Michigan. I turns out I love it here, although I miss New York all the time and I try and go back at least once a year. My sister lives there now. Shout out to Miriam. Hi, Miriam. Sorry, I had to. But she's amazing and she got married and she moved to New York and now I have a place to stay there. So there's that. But yeah, so New York is awesome. Michigan is great, but there's a lot of problems with Michigan that I'll also be talking about, including such segregation here. It's so segregated. I feel like it's becoming a lot better since 2002, which is when I first moved here. But when I first moved here, okay, so I'm half Iraqi. And I noticed immediately that, first of all, the cities were separated. Dearborn, Arab. Detroit, black. Communities outside of that area, white <laughs> some hispanics in obviously southwest detroit mexican town but you get the picture but then in dearborn among arabs iraqis hang out hung out with iraqis yemeni with yemeni lebanese with lebanese but not just lebanese with lebanese but lebanese from certain cities with lebanese from certain cities i mean ridiculous stuff right sounds absolutely absurd i kind of understood it because i feel like it was the older generations who did that just because, I mean, a lot of them were coming here straight from their countries. And so it's kind of like an at-home feeling being just around the people that you grew up with, right? Makes sense. But that causes segregation. And I just remember thinking that I hated it because I wanted to just be friends with everybody. I mean, I'm just a social butterfly. I just want to talk to people. I want to learn about you. I want to learn about your religion. I want to learn about the way you 
think. I want to learn about your culture, everything about you, your traditions. I'm a curious person. I want to know. And by the way, if you want to share your stories with me or email me, breakingpitawithz at gmail.com, B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G-P-I-T-A with Z-E-E at gmail.com. I want to learn about you. I want to know what your interests are. I want to know what you have to say about my podcast. If you have any ideas or questions, because I do want to compile a list of questions one day and just answer them on a podcast for you. But yeah, so I want to learn about people. And when I moved here, it was so segregated and I hated it. And I feel like the younger generations are breaking that and it's amazing to see it, but I think it just needs to happen more. I think we all need to just know other people from outside of our culture and outside of our religion, outside of our country, because that's how we learn and that's how ignorance is destroyed. And I think that's so important and I love doing that. But anyways, more about me. So I'm 35 years old. I'm unmarried. Ooh, unmarried. I'm so old. I'm basically a spinster because I've actually, I'm actually divorced. Oh, divorced. I'm a divorced Muslim Arab American <laughs> woman who remains unmarried at the age of 35, which in our culture is basically like being 65 years old because I also don't have kids. 65 years old with 20 cats. Although I'm not a cat person, I'm a dog person, but 20 dogs just seems like a lot of puppies. I'd have a farm, farm of puppies, I would. But anyways, again, besides the point, I am dating somebody and it's been eight months. It's actually been a little over eight months. Ooh, he's black. Just throwing that out there, not dating someone from within my culture or even my religion. And I love it. I think everybody should at least try it. Because you learn so much about other people this way. But anyway, he has become the love of my life so far. Until he messes up. If he's listening, I still love you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I just think it's important to just date. I, I understand why people date within their culture and within their religion. Because in a lot of cases... It can be really important to them because they want to pass that on to their children. But I don't like when families are extremely against like somebody dating, um, you know, a white person or a black person or a Hispanic person. I mean, people should date somebody who treats them well. And that's what's important. But yeah, so my dating history is all over the place and we'll be talking about dating on one of the episodes, actually probably a few of the episodes because there's a lot to it. And I'll be bringing on guests with me to talk about their dating experiences as well and what the community thinks, the Arab community usually thinks. So I want to be here to inform you. I want to talk to you about stereotypes and I want to break those stereotypes because honestly, I think I'm a walking broken stereotype. That made no sense, but you know what I mean. And I want you to know about my culture. I want you to know about my religion. I want you to know about my traditions. I want you to know that women in our culture, Arab American women are freaking badasses. I mean, look at the Congresswomen Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. Rashida's Palestinian, Ilhan is Somali, and they're freaking badasses. And I love them. And shout out to them for being amazing. But they are honestly the rule and not the exception because Arab American women are running this place, they're running this town, and they are trailblazers. 
And I want to give a shout out to all those women who are trailblazers. And I'll be bringing some of them on my show because I want to talk about them. I want people to know that we are not oppressed, that we're not just sitting at home making babies and cooking. Although I'm sure some women are, and that's okay. That's your life. I mean, I have nothing against that, but that's not the stereotypical way that we live. We're badass. We're educated. We're making differences in this community and in this whole world. And I want to make sure to point that out. But yeah, we'll be talking a lot about those things. I'll be bringing on some awesome guests and we'll be talking about a lot of topics. And I want to hear from you guys. So make sure you email me, breakingpedowithz at gmail.com, okay? And make sure to email me. I want to hear from you. I want to hear questions. I want to hear topics that you want discussed. I am open. I have obviously uh, topics for my next podcast, but I will always be open to it. And you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Zahra Huber 25. That's Z-A-H-R-A-H-U-B-E. Excuse me. H-U-B-E-R 25. Z-A-H-R-A-H-U-B-E-R 25. Follow me on Instagram, instagram.com backslash Miss Z-Z-E-E 25. And just let me know what you think. I'll probably get hate mail and that's okay. I've been called a white supremacist just because I'm Arab and Arabs are considered white. And that made no sense to me. And I just laughed and was like, okay, I've been accused of supporting ISIS just because I'm Muslim. You support ISIS. You're Muslim. You're a ter- you must be a terrorist. No, actually, I'm afraid of spiders. How in God's name would I be a terrorist? Come on now. Jeez. Honestly, people who say that all Arabs are terrorists are so stupid and ignorant. Because if you think about how many Arabs there are in this entire world and in this country itself, can you imagine the devastation if all every single one of us was a terrorist? How dumb is that? Please tell me. So I just hate ignorance. It's one of my huge, huge, huge pet peeves is ignorance. It's honestly one of the worst. Get to know somebody. Learn. Don't be ignorant and dumb. It's not attractive. But anyways, so make sure you stay tuned to my podcast. Make sure you comment and like. Make sure you share, please. This has been Breaking PETA with Z.